0: Welcome to Playlist Week 2, church. How you guys doing this morning? It's good? Hey, can we give it up one more time for our awesome cover there of the song Perfect? Like, I felt Ed Sheeran was in the room. Um, man, they sounded good. I didn't know Ed Sheeran got so tall all of a sudden, but that's fine. Um, a couple changes there, but um, I'm not Ed Sheeran. So if you uh, accepted an invite to Elevate Church, this is your first time here. My name is Will, not Ed. Um, but I did decide to dress like him. I saw him in a picture one time. He wore a flannel. And so I wore a flannel today. But I'm our campus operations director here at Elevate Church. I'm excited to share with you through this series playlist uh, and really share with you uh, on this message. Perfect. Now, um, Within this message, we're, we're going to look at some of the lyrics, but we're not going to look at everything identical. And so uh, please don't send me any emails um, that, hey, that's not what the song means. Like I looked up what the song means. They were in Ibiza one time, and this is kind of how the song came up. And Ibiza sounds nice, but I actually have no idea where it's at. Um, but it sounds like a pretty cool place. But I'm excited that you guys are here because this is going to be a great uh, opportunity for us really just to dive into God's Word. And I think uh, throughout today and throughout today's message, we're going to really be able to, to focus in on what God's Word actually says about some of the topics and some of the things that, that they are referencing in this, this song. And so we're going to start off this, open this conversation up with some scripture. We're going to look at one of the most, probably one of the most popular scriptures out there, I mean, you you're probably saw a bumper sticker on your way in the church today. Maybe you have this tattooed on your body. If you do, that's that's pretty cool. Um, it's John chapter three, verse sixteen through eighteen. It says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him." And in verse 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Like This scripture, this is Jesus teaching this scripture in this moment in the, in, in the gospel of John. And it's so important because in this, this scripture, he kind of details out what he's doing. He details out his purpose, his calling, what is going on. And, and if you look at verse 16, there's, in the NIV that we just showed, there's 26 words. In 26 words, he, he gives his mission statement. He says, this is what is going on. This is why God sent me, because he so loved the world, but, but not just that he loved the world, that he sent me to save the world. Not to point my finger at the world, not to do all this other stuff, but to save the world. 26 words, one mission. 26 words, and one Savior. Can we open up our hearts tonight to, to understand the love that God has through these 26 words and through, through, through these, these words that God has given us? So let's bow our heads and pray in this moment. God, thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to understand and to learn from you today. God, I pray that as we, we dive into understanding what your love is about, God, what your perfect love is about, that you would just open up our hearts, all of us here in the auditorium, all of us that are out in the lobby, those in our kids area, that are the kids, the people that are teaching our kids, God, that you would just open up their hearts to understand who you are. Let us, let us see you in a different way today, Lord. And it's in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I have a confession. Uh, I figured it's a great way to start off a message about perfect love. I have a confession. Uh, I wanted to to be the best for you guys. Today I don't I don't get the opportunity to preach uh, every week. Uh, Pastor Colby does that, thank goodness. Uh, but every few months, you know, I've I've gotten given that opportunity, and so. But I wanted to bring you guys my best through this time, and so I decided that in order to to give you guys my best, really, my confession is about you. So, there you go. Um, I wanted to 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 bring you my best, so I, I decided as I was driving one day. Okay, hands ten and two, driving because I'm a perfect Christian driver. This would be like if I'm driving a a, a Vespa. My hands are attended to this is a steering wheel because I drive a Camry, not a Vespa. So, anyways, we're dri- I'm driving one day. And, and as I'm driving, and I don't drive and, and move like this, but we're going to do that for today. Uh, just visualize with me. So, I'm driving, and, and I'm, I turn the radio on. And, and as a safe driver that I am, I, I hit the little button on my steering wheel because this is way too dangerous. I cannot, I have to really stretch my thumb down and hit that. But I hit that, and I turn the radio. And so, after about five or six songs, which is about 10 or 11 commercials, if you know, if you ever listen to the radio, um, I realized that I think Pastor Colby made a mistake. Our team, we made a mistake. Like, I have not heard this song yet. Like, we're supposed to be putting songs in this playlist series that that people are actually listening to, and I'm I'm listening to the radio, and I don't hear it, but then God moment dawns on me. I would never hear the song Ed Sheeran Perfect on Erie's WCTL, because I'm a good Christian driver, and I would never listen to anything like Bob F.M., I would never listen to anything like like 95.5. If you know that magical station, it only plays the Beatles. This is just what I've heard. I would never listen to something like that, right? Um, but it's magical. Check it out. Um, it's seriously, it's pretty crazy. I've never heard a commercial. It just keeps playing. Um, so as I'm listening to this, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how I'm going to listen to this song. And so I, I, I pull over, you know, I, I turn my hazards on because I would never look at my phone or anything like that. I pull up YouTube and I type in Ed Sheeran and Beyonce. Perfect. And I instantly, I'm confused because, because the album cover, if you're an Ed Sheeran fan is a division symbol. And now I'm real confused because I hate math. And so I'm thinking, I'm going to do a message about math. Like this sounds, oh my gosh, what's going on? And so I listen to it. I clicked the button, and, and, and seriously, in a moment, God answers a prayer, because in about five seconds, the car insurance commercial that was on the YouTube ad, uh, it gave me this little magical thing that said, skip, and I'm like, awesome, let's skip, and if you ever listen to music, you know that's an answer, prayer, right there, like, we can skip that commercial, because you really don't want to listen to it, so I'm listening to uh, the song, and I'm like, arms, I'm just open, I'm like, I'm ready to download the sermon, God give it to me, and then I get Nothing. I'm like, okay, well, we'll, hey, a lot of people preaching this weekend, I'll do it again. And so I I hit replay, and and about five or six times, I got nothing, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. I thought, you know, just would come down, sweet, we're good, and we would show up here at church, and I'd be able to tell you some things, and it'd be great. But but, but that doesn't happen, and we're not going to look line by line, but what I did think was kind of interesting through that entire time is I'm listening to the song five or six times. that that over the next few days, and really up until uh, about yesterday, I keep getting these advertisements for for engagement rings. I get advertisements about weddings and all these different things. Like, it kind of reminds me that as we surround ourselves with something, this fairy tale type story that Ed is sharing about this one night, as we surround ourselves with that, that type of song and those lyrics, that we can get caught up. That if we look at the lyrics on one side, and we look at our love story on the other side, it kind of gets a little mixed up. This could be like an expectation for somebody, but our reality is here. And there's, there's this gap that's in between that, and that's called disappointment. And we can look at these things, and we can get confused because we think, like, I'm surrounding myself with these lyrics in the song that, that my life's not living, And maybe some of the lyrics you guys really like. And and some of them are are pretty interesting. You know, being kids when you fell in love. And and I'm pretty young. And so I kind of feel like I'm still a kid. Uh, And I fell in love with my wife a few years ago. And we got married. It was awesome. Um, And so I definitely don't need any engagement ring advertisements thrown to me. Because it's already done. She doesn't need any more diamonds. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Kelsey. Um, Just telling the truth. But... (laughs) But some of the lyrics are great, being kids when you fell in love, and, but then some of the lyrics are a little bit weird, dancing barefoot in the grass. Now, if you've ever been barefoot in the grass, and, and then you're walking around, maybe you're dancing, if you want to dance, that's fine, but then if you're barefoot, and then next thing you know, um, the grass kind of feels warm and slimy, and you begin to wonder, do you even have a dog, and what could that possibly be? It gets a little confusing, and so um, maybe some of these lyrics hit you like that. I've stepped in some things that I shouldn't step in barefoot uh, before, and uh, it, gets a little, it gets a little nasty, but then maybe some of the lyrics as well, you kind of start to surround yourself and you start to think, hey, that's what, that's what my love is. That's awesome. Maybe some of these lyrics make you think of somebody who, who you've loved before, maybe, maybe who uh, has passed and gone away, and it's maybe a sad moment for you. I want to let you know that today's message is going to be encouraging. It's going to be encouraging where we're going to be able to take some of these things, take this, this love, this, this perfect love that Ed is talking about in this song. And we're actually going to be able to take that and to apply it for something that we can rely on with God. And so if, we, if you want to put my sermon in a sentence, if the, the song is in a sentence, is perfect love or young love and about this story. My, my sermon in a sentence is God's love is perfect, so we don't have to be. God's love is perfect, so we don't have to be. Like that should give you hope. Because we've all screwed up. Some of us screwed up on our way in today. But God's love is perfect. You don't have to be perfect. His love is. God's perfect. He's taking care of the perfect side. Let's just go to him. And so we're gonna look at these these, these five points today that I have for you that are really gonna be kind of filtered in through this God's love being perfect. And we're gonna start off with perfect love is not divided. Perfect love is not divided. You should know There's absolutely nothing that you can do that is going to separate you from God's love. Absolutely nothing. Like you could could have a sin issue and you could be going through this stuff and you could be going through that. Like nothing is going to separate you from the love that God has for you. It is undivided which is hard for us to wrap our minds around. But Paul, in Romans, we're gonna look at some scripture. If you have your Bibles, you can pull it out, but we're gonna throw it up on the screen because we like to make church easy for people who don't wanna flip through a million pages and look at the table of contents because we don't know where Romans is at sometimes. But in verse 35, he asks this question. He says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? And I love when they ask questions in the Bible, but then they go ahead and answer it. Like That just gets me excited because then I don't have to think anymore. It says, does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. And then he answers this question of do all these things, does that mean he doesn't love us anymore? He answers it and he says, no. Despite all of these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. And then he doesn't stop there because it's important that he doesn't just stop right there. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ, yes. But there's a reason why, because he loved us. That he loved us and that's why we have this overwhelming victory. And in the NIV, I love it. It says we are more than conquerors. Like that makes me feel strong, being more than a conqueror. I didn't just conquer, I'm more than a conqueror through the love that Christ has given me. And as we keep moving forward in Romans, I'm gonna to flip to the message version that all those things that we just talked about, the calamity, the persecution, the hunger, the destitute, the being threatened with death, none of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing, can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. You should be encouraged today that nothing that you can do, no situation that you're in, whether you put yourself in that situation or somebody else has had done some things and, and now you're in that situation, no pain, no hurt that you feel can separate you from God's love. We can be encouraged by that because there's nothing, because perfect love is not divided. Could you imagine if we just, every situation, we just said, you know what? Perfect love, it's not divided, we're good. Let's move forward. It's tough. Some situations are harder than others, I get that. But perfect love is not divided. When you're in the midst of a storm, God still loves you. When you're on the rooftops shouting victory, God loves you. Nothing is going to change the love that God has has for you. It's this perfect love, this perfect love of God. As we begin to understand that, we're going to look at the second point. So if you want to write this down, it's, it's perfect love is rooted in action. It's rooted in action. It's not enough to just understand that his love is not divided. And when we, we get that, that no matter what the circumstance is, that his love is still going to be there, now we have to do something with it. Now we have to say, okay, your love is always here. Now we do something. So let's look at 1 John chapter 4. It says, so we have come to know and to believe that love, that the love of God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is, is love perfected with us, this perfect love, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So as we, we, we understand that God is love, and as we get that, now as we start to understand that whole entire process, as we, we abide in that love, which means acting according to the love that God is, if we act into that according, now we start to do something with it. We start to take that same love and share it with somebody else. We start to say, like, look, this love, is, this is overflowing love. I have to share it. The love I have from the Father, I have to share it. And it's, it's easy to share, but it's sometimes uncomfortable to share God's love. And you don't have to say the right things because we are not perfect. You will never say the, the, the perfect right thing. But we can share God's love. Like, like hold the door open for somebody. That's sharing God's love for someone in that moment. Write a note of encouragement to somebody. That's sharing God's love in that moment. Buy someone a cup of coffee who you don't know, who's in the drive-thru behind you. You're sharing God's love. That that person's going to receive that, and something about their day is going to be different. Because you stepped in, and you said, you know what? I'm going to buy you this coffee. Maybe you're sitting down and having a conversation with somebody, and, and, and you're able just to, to give them words of encouragement. And speak to them right there in that moment. they are sharing God's love to that person, Maybe you're inviting them to church. You're sharing God's love. The the big idea here is just live your life and share God's love. You don't have to make it complicated. You don't have to take out a loan. You don't have to do all these things. Just live your life and share God's love. Like live your life, share God's love. Could you imagine if we did that? Every just moment we have, we're like, you know, I'm just going to share God's love today. You wake up and you say, okay, after you hit the snooze button four or five times, you write the sleep out of your eyes, you're like, okay, I'm gonna share God's love today. If that was your first thought, your day's changed. No, now the question that you can ask yourself, if you are wondering, okay, how can I know if I'm sharing God's love? How can I know if I'm sharing God's love? Or, or what does that look like? The question that you can ask yourself is, are you being stretched? Are you being stretched? Because sometimes sharing God's love is not comfortable. And it really shouldn't be. If we live in comfort, we are not doing anything. And so as we stretch ourselves, if we, we pray to God, we say, God, stretch us. And then we actually act in according to the stretch that we were praying for. So when you say, hey, God, put me in a place where I can speak to somebody today and, and, and be in their life and give them encouragement, well, when that person walks in front of you who's going through something, don't just let that go. Like, take that moment right there and share that love. When you hear somebody's going through something, or, or maybe they just had a baby and you, you want to just... Send him a text, like take that moment and do it. That's sharing God's love, that's stretching yourself out. Many of you did this, and many of you are gonna do this up here in just a few weeks through our yearly until Jesus runs this town offering. We do this every single year, and many of you just, just stepped forward and said, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stretch myself here. Whatever you would have me bring. That, that right there is sharing God's love. Kelsey and I right now are praying, we're seeking the Lord to say, God, what would you have us do? What would you have us do that we can stretch ourselves just another step? You don't need to stretch yourself five steps. Stretch yourself another step. And as you stretch yourself one more step, what's God gonna do? He's gonna meet you in that step. And then he's gonna have you stretch again. He's gonna have you stretch again. And as you do that, what's gonna happen? God's gonna be able to reveal some things to you. You're gonna be sharing God's love through that. And that, that offering, we, we tell you this ahead of time, but we just wanna let you know, like, that's not to keep the lights on, That's not to do anything else. That's all about advancing the kingdom. And when we advance the kingdom, what are we doing? We're sharing God's love. That's what it's about. And if you aren't sure maybe exactly how you want to do that or what, okay, well, how can I do that? With me being me, we're all unique. What you do, what I do might be completely different. There's a great way that you can do that, and that's going through Crash Course. Like sharing God's love is is you can do that in a great way when you're operating in the lane that God wants you to be in. And we all have these unique gifts, we all have these unique talents, and and this week is actually a great week for you to be a part of that, because we're looking at your spiritual gifts. So that when when you walk out of Crash Course today, for those of you who are going to be there, you'll say, okay, this is the lane I need to be in, this is the lane I'm operating in, and wherever that takes me, I'm just gonna share God's love with whoever comes around. Like, it's perfect love is rooted in action. And when our actions don't line up, it's okay. Okay? We don't all take the right step every single time. Sometimes we, we veer off, but we can get back on. But God's word, uh, the perfect word of God, reminds us this in Romans chapter five. It says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Like, while we, we, we didn't have any power, while we didn't have anything to us, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for you, he died for me. He died for you, he died for me. He died for every single person in this room, person in the lobby, person in the kids area, every single person in this community and around the world. He died for us while we were still powerless. In verse seven, it says, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare die. There's a lot of question there. Might possibly dare. That doesn't mean they would. Might possibly dare. But in verse 8, it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We're going to pause right there. Two of my favorite words in the Bible are, but God. Like, when you are reading scripture and then you, you see something and then you see, but God, like, that is about to go down. Like, it's really about to go down. Because all the things that were said, all the the, the trials, all those things that were going on before you, don't stand a chance when you put but God into the equation. We need to put some but Gods into our situations and some but Gods into our circumstances. But what I find is so interesting in this verse, and I love this verse as a whole, but but when I was preparing for this message, something stuck out to me. It's not just the but God that's so interesting and that that gives you so much power. It's also the third word. It says, demonstrates. Demonstrates. He demonstrates. Not not demonstrated, there's a difference. Demonstrated would mean look what I did for you back then. Look what I did for you here. It's, it's, It's ongoing. If you're demonstrating something, if you have this demonstration type of mentality, it's an ongoing love. He ongoing sharing his love for us that while we were still sinners, and we are all still sinners, we all still screw up but God demonstrates his love for us. There's so much power in having it not be something that was in the past. This is an ongoing movement. His love is not, his love is perfect. His love has action. It's not enough to say, God, hey, you've stretched me back in April. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, meet me next year in April. We'll be all right. We'll be back. I got you. No, no, no. Stretch me every day, God. Show me how I can share God's love every single day. That, that idea is all about the cause. It's all about the cause. It's, it's reaching people that are far from God to reach their full potential in Christ. How do we do that? We share God's love with them and we point them right back to God. But this, is, this right here, this, this point three is why. It's because perfect love is first. So, so if sharing God's love is what we do, why we do it is because he loved us first. And in 1 John chapter four, it says, we love because he first loved us. That's why. That's why we love. That's why we send those notes of encouragement. That's why we buy those cups of coffee. That's why we, we give somebody a hug when they're going through something. It's because he loved us first. And let's look at that same verse, but in the message version, it says, we, though are going to love, love and be loved. First we were loved, now we loved. He loved us First, there's a lot of love in that. Six loves in one verse, that's awesome. But if we look at this, this scripture backwards, it says, He loved us first, now we love. First, we were loved, it's reminding us that, remember, He loved us first, we just read that, remember, and then we love and we can be loved, still again. How interesting is that? that is the reason why we love in the first place. His love is always there. His love is always there. Now, we're gonna pause and hold that moment for a second. Keep that thought of his love is always there. Because if you, if you guys know anything about stars, right? Stars in the sky, not, not movie stars or pop stars, but stars in the sky, they're always there. It's daytime, but the stars are there. Stars don't follow daylight savings time. There's no on and off switch. They're just, they're just there. And, and what I find is so interesting about stars that I... I I made this star chart um, back when I was in college um, at Edinburgh University. Any Fighting Scots in the house tonight? Come on, what's up? Mm, fighting Scots, fight hard. So I made this um, back when I was in college. This is a star chart. Now there's probably an app for this, I get it. But star charts are pretty cool. And so this is uh, in accordance to uh, the, 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 um, the location that we're in. And so if you took this to Florida, this star chart does not work. It's based on our, our coordinates right now. And so as, if you were to look at this, there's this, this outer ring, it shows time. And, and the other things that are the months. And, and if you know some things about stars, there's, there's major constellations. There's some stars that are, are not part of those, but they kind of make up the galaxy. And then there's those things that are shooting stars. Shooting stars are pretty cool, by the way. Um, but if you were to look at this star chart today... Uh, I'm not going to spin around and find it because it does take a second. But as you were to spin this around, so right now as I spin it, I'm I'm shifting the, the months and the days in accordance with the time. But as you spin this around, there's some things that you see right now. There's some stars that you always see. There's some constellations that are always there. And much like God's love, there's some people in your life that are also always there. Sometimes it's your family. Sometimes it's, it's maybe somebody that's in your Elevate small group. Maybe there's some people that you work with that they're, they're always there. There's like that good kind of person. They're that person that's just there for you no matter what it is, no matter what time, no matter what month it is. Those people, you can always see them. And in Erie, Pennsylvania, there's some, there's, there's some constellations and some stars that we can always see. But if you were somewhere else, you might not see those same stars. But as you were to move this star chart around, there's some, also some stars that you wouldn't always see. So like in, in certain months, you might see this star called, uh, or this constellation called L- Lepus. But maybe in a few months, you wouldn't, now it's gone. You wouldn't be able to see it anymore. And so there's some stars that are in some constellations that are there seasonally. And, and just like God's love, there's some people that he's putting in your life for the season, for a moment of time that, that are sharing God's love with you, but maybe it's only just for a year. Maybe, it's, maybe they're just there for a, a, one of the seasons that we call it, like January, February, March, April, winter, and allergy season, right? We have two seasons in Erie. Um, those are the two, winter and allergy. And for me, I just, I always have allergy season, but so there's that. But, but just like those shooting stars, you know what's so interesting about shooting stars is that th- you don't really know that the shooting star is there until what? It shoots, until it moves and then you're like that's pretty cool and then it's gone it's there for for, for seemingly a moment God's love which is always there just like those stars he puts people in our lives that are always there like major constellations some of the constellations that we see here in Erie there are some people that are there for a season and then there are also some people that are there for a moment this random moment this divine God moment that, that, that he put somebody in your life just to say hey hey I'm here, my love is here for you. Remember, don't forget, my love is here for you. His love is first, his love is always there. And we can be that to somebody else. We can share God's love to somebody else for a moment sometimes. Sometimes we're there in their life all the time. Sometimes we're there seasonally. Maybe they live further away. We can get into that showing God's love because it has come first. Okay, Will's astronomy lesson is now over, and if you're an astronomist or astronomer or astronomologist, um, or whatever those things are, people are called. Um, that was probably relatively accurate, but maybe not. I'm not sure. The fourth point about perfect love: perfect love is extraordinary. It's extraordinary. It's it's not normal. It's not ordinary. There's no this ordinary type of love. When it's from God, it's extraordinary. It is extraordinary. It has full power. And when we, we think about this, like, so my wife, Kelsey, if I think, if she's not, she's not mad at me, right? So I said this last night. I made it seem like she was actually mad at me. So she's not mad at me right now. Um, or she doesn't really ever get mad at me, but um, that's pretty cool. So she's not mad at me. But if I think that she's mad at me. I forgot to do the laundry, not that I would ever forget to do something like that, not that I, maybe I didn't do something, maybe I was supposed to be somewhere when I wasn't uh, or whatever it may be. If I think that she is mad at me, but she's not, but if I think she is, my entire reaction and my actions towards her are different. I, I, I kind of walk on, on tiptoes, right, because I'm not really sure what's going to happen because I think she's mad at me and, and maybe my facial expressions to her are not the same as when I think that she's happy with me. Our perspective, my perspective on what Kelsey may or may not actually be feeling, it's not what she's feeling, but my, my perspective on what that is changes my perspective on how I think of her love in that moment. Our perspective that we think of God's love to us doesn't change. It, his love is there. It's not divided. It's, it's perfect. It came first. And, and it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. It's always extraordinary. He's never mad at you for being dumb. I'll just say that, be nice about it. But if our perspective is, if I screw up in this moment, God is gonna hit me with a lightning bolt. If I screw up in this time that God is going to be, be mad at me, it changes our reactions and our actions to the Father. We wanna look at this, this verse. Uh, I love, I love, 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 love this Verse, is 1 John 3. This should be on a bumper sticker. We're gonna give you a piece of it. It says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. See great love lavished. See love lavished. See, consider... The fact, his, his love is extraordinary. Consider the fact that God loves you, no matter what it is. Consider that fact. And it's not just love. There's emphasis here. It says great love. It's not just love. It's great love. There's more power in great love. This perfect, great love. So we see this, we consider this fact that he loves us. We've got great love from, the, from God, but what is it? It's not just great love. It's love that lavishes us. It's been lavished on by the Father, this all-encompassing, not just like a little don't dose of, of love. It's like, boom, you get a whole bucket worth of love, like all over you, like fully covered love. See the great love of the Father. That is what is it? Is this extraordinary. It's not circumstantial. It's nothing. Perfect love is extraordinary. See this great love. There's a lyric uh, at the end of the song. I don't know if you guys caught it when the, the lyric video was going. It says, he's talking about, he's singing and I'm not going to sing because would, you would all leave. Um, but it says, no, I don't deserve it. No, I don't deserve it. And it's put, it's in this song tw- two times, I believe, uh, but it's, it's put at the very end. Of the song, and I think that's so so interesting. He's talking about this fairy tale type of experience, this fairy tale type of moment. But at the end, he's like, "I don't deserve it." And I want to let you guys all know that this, this extraordinary love, this this perfect love, it's what we don't deserve. We don't we don't deserve it. I mean, let's just be honest. We do not deserve the love that God has given us. We do not deserve this love, this great, extraordinary, lavishing love, this first love that came to us that's rooted in action. We do not deserve it. Perfect love is what we don't deserve. And it's mind-boggling to us, right? Because our society and the way that we live is this, this deserving type of society. It's a discerning type of life that, that we, we deserve to have this. We, we earn good grades. We, we earn this job or this promotion. We, and then we, we earn the money, so then we deserve the new car. We, we earn the fact that we can uh, uh, be in a place like this, but then we deserve to have something different as well. We're in this earning and deserving, this earning and deserving, and this earning and deserving, and we earn, 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 we deserve, deserve, deserve. We earn, 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 we deserve, deserve, deserve. But what we don't deserve is God's love for us. We do not deserve God's love for us, but you know what? He gives, he gives it to us, and thank goodness he gives it to us because if he didn't give it to us, we would be out. And I'm gonna show you in this moment. In Ephesians, this is what we deserve. You want to talk about what we deserve, this is what we deserve. It says in in chapter two, verse two, it says you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is a spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. In verse three, all of us, every single person in this room, every single person in the world used to live that way. Following the passionate desires and inclinations, the, the passionate I'm going to earn and deserve, the passion I'm going to earn, 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 deserve, of our sinful nature, our sinful nature. by our very nature, this is what we earn and what we deserve. By our very nature, we're subject to God's anger. We're subject to God's anger. That's what we earn. That's what we deserve, is God's anger towards us, just like everyone else, just like everyone else. When it's up to us and to our nature, we deserve God's anger, but we we focused in on these two words earlier, and I I wanna bring them back up. What were they? But God. We, We deserve the anger, but God, but God. Like, put some but God in your situation. Put some but God into what you deserve. This is what it is. But God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. But God raised us. But God freed us of our sins. And, and, and it's so interesting. It's, it's only by being a good person that we're saved, right? It's only by coming to church that we've been saved, it's only by, by, by earning some money that we have been saved, absolutely not. It is only by the grace of God that we have been saved. That is what we don't earn, but we do deserve from God. God just gives this to us. It does not matter what we earn or deserve. God says, it does not matter what your sinful natures are because while you were still a sinner, I'm giving you this love, I'm giving you this grace. That is how great and how powerful our God is that no matter the situation, no matter what is going on, if it's up to us, we get God's anger. But if it's up to God, we get God's grace. We get God's grace when we give it up to God, no matter what it is, no matter what the situation is. We did not deserve it, we do not deserve it, we will not deserve it, but God still gives it. And that very first verse that we looked at today before we opened up this conversation in 1 John, or in John chapter three, verse 16. It says, for God so loved the world. Look at the emphasis on that. We looked at the emphasis of great love. Look at this. He so loved the world. He so loved the world that what did he do? He gave. (laughs) He gave, not Not. You guys did all these amazing, great things, and so now I love the world and I'm going to give. No, 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 no. He so loved the world, so he gave to save. He gave in order for us to be saved. Can we just take a moment this morning, as we, can we bow our heads and just kinda soak in this, this love, this, 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 this morning. if we're being honest in this, this moment that, that we're in right now, is we're, we're talking through this perfect love, this, this love that, that is extraordinary. And there are some of you in this room that if you were to, to stand up, and I'm not gonna ask you to do that, but if you were to stand up and talk about your situation, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel like this love. It wouldn't feel like this extraordinary Love And some of the pain that you're going through, some of the, the circumstances that you're in, you're starting maybe to question what's going on. You don't really maybe even realize that God loved you, you first. There's some, some emotional pains. People in this room are going through some emotional battles, maybe even some physical hurts. And, 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 and those are one thing, but when we start to let that leak into our spirit, when we start to make that into a spiritual pain, we start to question. I want to encourage you this morning that those of you who are going through something, you walked into these doors and you're not really sure what's going on. I want to encourage you right here. God loves you. God feels for you. God is with you and if you lack that power to love as a follower of Christ there's one thing you can do one action you can do you can look to the cross you look to the cross and get that undivided that that action extraordinary love because of the actions that Jesus did on the cross we can look to that to gain that power and and it all sounds good when you're in church but when you're at home and at night and it starts to to wrestle with you. You lay down in bed and you start to question and, and then you start to feel this, this enormous pressure that God doesn't want you to feel. Jesus teaches us in, in Luke chapter 15, he's telling this story, this parable of the father who lost his son. His son left and went astray. The father son left him and I believe, this is my take, that day after day the father would look towards that horizon, look towards the horizon looking in anticipation for the moment that the son would come back. And as the story goes, this is Jesus saying, he says, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. If you are going through something right now, if you are, are struggling with something right now, God's arms are open wide to embrace you. He's filled with compassion and he loves you. You need to know that tonight, this morning, that he loves you. He loves you. And I want to take a moment to pray. If you were going through something, would you just slip your hand up in this moment of privacy that you are, you're going through a pain that, that God, He still loves you no matter the circumstance that you're in. And maybe you forgot or maybe you were starting to, to go astray. Praise God for you, for those of you who just put, put that out there. I want to pray for you. God, thank you in this moment that we can be encouraged by your word. God, that we can be encouraged by the love that you have for us, this perfect love that you have for us, God. Those who raise their hand and those who have unspoken pains, unspoken hurts, God, I pray that you would just right now in this moment, just fall afresh a new dose of love on them, God. Love that lavishes us, a love that embraces us, that is filled with compassion for us, God. And it's your son Jesus' name, amen. Amen, church. As we continue in this moment of privacy with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, there are those of you who as I read that scripture at the beginning where I said, God so loved the world, you you maybe never understood it fully. You never were, you never accepted his first love first. And I want to give you in this moment, with, with nobody moving, with every head bowed, eyes closed, that if you've never accepted that that first love of God, to accept and to enter into his kingdom, to to, to declare that Jesus is Lord over your life and, the, and looking to the cross so that in this moment you can look to the cross and gain that power. Whether you're in the lobby or maybe you're in this auditorium right now, would you just say, Will, when you pray a prayer to enter into the kingdom, I wanna be a part of that. Would you just boldly shoot your hand up right now real quick? Praise God for you. Those of you who are raising your hands all across this room, there are people that are entering into the kingdom of God, people that are in the lobby, people that are all over this place. You can pray a prayer as simple as this. You can say it out loud. You can confess it really boldly. You can whisper it. God hears you. God knows you in this moment. Say, Jesus, today, I surrender myself to you. I know that you have died for me, but you are risen to new life for me. I know that I've sinned, And I know that I'm not perfect, but I know and I declare you as perfect, Lord. I turn from my sin and I return to you and to receive this free gift of salvation in this moment. Today, I confess you as Lord and Savior and I turn and choose to follow you for everything that I am, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you made a decision to follow Jesus into your life and accept him as Lord and Savior, we would love to know about it. You can go online to elevatechurch.com forward slash yes, and there will be some practical next steps for you to take along this journey. If you want to commit to fueling the mission and vision of this church to see people far from God reach their full potential in Christ, you can go online to elevatechurch.com forward slash give.